0: Welcome into the On3 studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is the inside scoop. And, you know, who enjoys the changing of the seasons? I think everybody loves a good changing of the season. And this weekend, we went from decommitment season to flip season. We're going to talk all about it today on the inside scoop. We are live today on a beautiful Monday morning. We are a live today on this November morning. And this weekend, it got crazy. And if it was any indication of what the next five to six weeks could look like, then watch out. It's also a great reason. All these recruiting developments, you must be locked into the On3Recruits channel. We're dedicated recruiting channel here. It's 365, all recruiting, all the time. We're going to have a blast down the stretch so before we get the show started let me know where you're watching from literally let me know where are you at school right now could be a lunch break are you on the clock i'd love it if you guys were on the clock watching me right now getting paid to watch the inside scoop all right let me know comment section below where are you watching from all right so it was a rough recruiting weekend for two SEC programs. We're going to get into it. Texas A&M, they were one of them. The firing of Jimbo Fisher leaves that commitment list with three five stars looking vulnerable five-star wide receiver cam coleman was in tallahassee he's committed to the aggies but he was watching fsu beat miami over the weekend we're going to get deep into that recruitment during this show and the aggies didn't lose any commitments directly in the wake of jimbo's firing but it's a very tenuous situation we'll be reporting on it closely here at the inside scoop now the florida gators they also had a rough weekend losing two of their top commitments on saturday During the first quarter of their game against LSU, four-star edge Jamonte Waller committed to Auburn. He flipped his commitment in the middle of the game. He flipped his commitment from UF to Auburn. And then on Sunday, it was four-star cornerback Wardell Mack flipping his commitment from UF to Texas. And they might not be the last gators to jump ship five-star lj mccray the big-time defensive lineman he committed to uf two weeks ago he showed up at fsu over the weekend somewhat unexpected now four-star defensive lineman Nasir johnson he took an official visit over the weekend to georgia and five-star safety commitment xavier filsomi he's talking to texas now the gators gotta stop the bleeding on the recruiting trail Billy Napier isn't winning on the field, and now the Gators could be in danger of slipping out of the top five. Speaking of, let's take a look real quick at this current top 10 because we got movement. All right, not so much at the top where you got UGA, Ohio State, and Florida State jumps Florida into the three spot, UF down to four, Alabama sitting at five. We got Oregon at six, Texas at seven. They moved up four spots when they flipped up Wardell Mack, Now the Aggies, they're sliding. They're down there at 8, LSU 9, Oklahoma 10. We'll have to check back in on these soon because they are changing at a rapid pace. So on today's show, we're going to cover the recruiting fallout from the Jimbo Fisher firing because the Sharks are circling those three five-star commitments. We'll get the juice from FSU's big recruiting weekend. The Knolls had over 100 recruits in town to see him beat Miami. Chad Simmons joins the show to break that down. But we're going to start with some Texas recruiting. Texas is on the move. Back in the spring, the Longhorns were sitting back in the 20s in the recruiting rankings, but now that the games got played, Texas is skyrocketing up the recruiting rankings. Last night, a big flip of Wardell Mack, but the horns are not done. There's a few major developments that we're gonna cover in this video, like how can Texas capitalize on A&M's coaching change the horns done flipping gator commitments and is a top five or even a top three finish possible we're gonna get all to it but texas fans hit subscribe to the on three recruits channel we are growing this page we got a ton of longhorn recruiting to talk about so do me a favor and hit subscribe please okay let's bring on the best insider in the texas market jerry hamilton of inside texas Jerry, we've been talking about Wardell Mack on the show, but that flip from UF to Texas on Sunday night kind of caught me off guard. You and I, we talked off the record, but we thought it would happen in December. So yep. what transpired between Texas and Mack
1: for him to flip on Sunday with really no warning? Yeah, I think Texas' Sark and Terry Joseph, first of all, did a really good job staying in contact with Mack and the family multiple times per week. Um, and when I was at John Errett last week, Wardell Mack said, I can see the vision of Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. And that was the headline of the article on Inside Texas. Uh, Ward L. Mack has a vision uh, for Texas. I mean, he talked about it. Um, so Sark did a really good job in Terry Joseph selling that vision. I think the other thing was, once that Florida commitment became really shaky with the season they were having, this comes down to Texas and Florida State. Florida State had two corners committed – Then they got Jamari Howard flipped late last week, and that gave FSU three corners committed, four DBs already in the class. And I think that really helped push Texas over the finish line in a battle that could have gone on a little bit longer. Because one thing Wardell Mack said to me was he got a 5 a.m. text every day from Mike Norvell, from Patrick Sertain, and, and the FSU staff. They were on him too. When Jamari Howard flipped, though, I think that became the real opening for Texas to close this one out.
0: And as I said, Jerry, Texas is not done. They are marching toward that top five class. They want more. Take a look. Xavier Philsemy committed to UF. He's on the board. These are some big time flips right here. Dominic McKinley, defensive lineman, committed to AM. Defensive lineman, TJ Lindsay, committed to Auburn, and then Miles Davis, another A&M commit. So, Jerry, let's start at the top with Xavier Philsamy. We know that they've been there's been a lot of talk between the Texas staff and the five-star gator commitment, but Now that things are starting to loosen up on that
1: Gator commit list, what are you hearing about him? Yeah, I think the big thing, there's two things with Phil saying. One, they're still in the playoffs. So if they beat Highland Park this week on Friday, then they'll have another playoff game around Thanksgiving. That means that would knock out a trip to Florida to watch the Florida-Florida State game. Mm -hmm. Would that give Texas an opportunity to get him on campus for the Texas Tech game because it's a a two-and-a-half-hour drive versus a plane flight to Gainesville? we'll see on that. But the high school season, how long McKinney plays, McKinney High wins and plays is going to impact Florida's chances to get him on campus again for that Florida State game. I would think the other thing though for Texas, they have to get him on campus for this to become real. Him and his father who lives in McKinney, his mom lives in Orlando, they have to to get to campus for this to be real. I think Texas is in a Good spot as far as conversations go, but I think he still remains pretty solid with Florida right now. Uh, Like I said, they got to get him on campus. If Texas gets him on campus with his father, then I think this will get very serious.
0: Yeah, right now it's probably a recruitment to keep an eye on, but if he shows up in Austin, I think that recruitment goes from zero to 60 real quick. Looking at the list, Dominic McKinley committed to Texas A&M. Now, this is one where McKinley doesn't say a whole lot, so it's tough to read. But do you think that of all the names we have here listed, do you think Dominic McKinley is probably the toughest flip right now?
1: If if you look at... The way this has played out for guys that committed elsewhere that were Texas' top targets and made official visits to Texas, McKinley's had the least communication with Texas. Of all those guys, Texas is staying in contact with. He's been more solid to Texas A&M than anybody else that Texas is still trying to recruit. So that's light communication by Texas. I think the family would have to ramp that up depending on what happens with the AM situation. Is Elijah Robinson going to be on the next staff in College Station? I think some of that's going to have to play out pretty quick for Texas or anyone else to have a legitimate shot with Dominic McKinley.
0: All right, staying on the defensive line, you got TJ Lindsey. He's down there at IMG Academy in Florida. Committed to Auburn, though, and there's been some smoke around his recruitment. He's talking to Texas as well, has been on campus. What are you hearing on TJ Lindsey? It feels like yesterday that we were counting down from 100 days until the season starts. Hey guys, wake up! The season is almost over and the games have been great, don't get me wrong, but you know what's not great? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a flat-out nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your team's favorite rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games left, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Who has time for that? Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place for last-minute seats. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all the sports entertainment events. So here's what we're going to do right now. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use Redeem code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download Game Time today.
1: Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, I think it's he's talking to the same three programs where this decision came down to. Obviously committed to Auburn. He's scheduled to be at the Iron Bowl, which if Auburn gets him on campus for the Iron Bowl, I think it's going to be tough for Texas or Miami, who's still trying to make an effort there. But he's talked to Texas about coming to town. The question is, could he legitimately get the town for the Texas Tech-Texas game on a Friday, then go to the Iron Bowl on Saturday? I think that's a tough ask. But he remains in contact with Steve Sarkeesian and Bo Davis weekly right now.
0: All right. Uh, Miles Davis, of course, we have another AM commitment on here. Texas looking to capitalize uh, safety. Miles Davis, he's a four star. And what's the latest on his recruitment to the Longhorns?
1: Yeah, I think Texas Blake Gideon, safety's coach, remains in contact with him. Miles Davis told Inside Texas twice within the last month that he plans to visit for the Texas Tech game. The question there is, is xavier phil same miles davis texas isn't going to take two more high school safeties they have jordan johnson rebel committed in the class already they would take uh one more high school safety uh if, if it's the guy they really want so we'll see does this visit happen in late november josh that might tell you what texas thinks about their chances with phil same at the same time
0: how about you give me a bonus name of a potential texas a m flip
1: yeah, Ty Anthony Smith is the guy I've got my, uh, my eyes on and we have on at Inside Texas. Look, he had a the linebacker at a Jasper four-star. He had an official visit scheduled to Texas for the Kansas game September 30th, and that got canceled day of. Um, and he was very upfront with Texas A&M, and Texas A&M got him to back off that official visit date. He's remained in contact with Texas linebackers coach Jeff Choate, head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Him and the family remain in contact with Texas throughout this process, again, the question becomes now: How long does it take for A&M to go through this process? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the early signing period around December tw- uh, on December twentieth, there's a there's a window there that Texas A&M has to operate really quickly. And if that process slows down enough, I think there's a chance we'll see Smith on campus in Austin. He stayed pretty strong with his commitment to Texas A&M. He yeah. really likes DJ Durkin, uh, so Texas will have to overcome that depending on how quick A&M moves in their process.
0: Yeah, still early in this coaching search for a and A lot could still shake out. But, Jerry, do you think that we could be looking at another top five finish for the Texas Longhorns in
1: recruiting? Yeah, I think Texas leads big for Kobe Black, as they have for months at this point now. And and Texas is seven with the flip of Wardell Mack. Now, some other things will happen. Could you bump the eight at at some point here if other guys commit? Possibly. But Texas has 20 commitments. They have a lot of runway left compared to some other classes ranked ahead of them. Uh, So if Texas pushes that number to 24 in this class, uh, judging on the last – since August, Texas only got five-star and four-star commitments. And the guys they're in on now – are all four-star guys and five-star Xavier feels the same. So, uh, chances are if they push to 24, they're going to end with a third straight top five class. Man, it is shaping up to really finish just how you
0: said it would when we were talking back in May and June, and the Longhorns were sitting there at number 24 in the country. Jerry Hamilton, it's an exciting time to cover the Texas Longhorns. Thanks for dropping by the inside scoop today. You got it. Reports that Jimbo Fisher is out as head coach at Texas A&M, and the Aggies are scrambling to keep their five-star recruits committed to the program. So in this video, we're going to talk about the top commitments in the Aggies class, who's after them, where they could end up once the dust settles them, or can A&M actually keep them committed? We're going to find out. But first, hit subscribe to the On3Recruits channel. We are growing this thing. Look, over 20K in two months, and there's a lot of recruiting to go. So hit subscribe. All right. Let's bring in national analyst Sam Spiegelman. Sam, the number seven ranked recruiting class is under attack right now. Uh, Look at some of the Aggies' top commitments here in this graphic. Wide receiver Cam Coleman. He's a five-star. Five-star athlete Terry Bussey. Five-star Dominic McKinley. Four-star Dalen Evans. Four-star Gabriel Relford. I mean, these are some top recruits committed to A&M that everybody wants. So let's just start right there at the top with cam coleman now we know he was at florida state this weekend for their game against miami but what are you hearing right now in terms of his commitment to a m
2: right so it was a it was a monster commitment when damian craig and jimbo fisher went into the state of alabama this summer and beat out auburn and florida state lsu and clemson for cam coleman Uh, Caught us all a little bit off guard, but what a colossal commitment, and it's really not that surprising when you look at the history of Damian Craig and Cam Coleman, one of the first to offer the five-star wide receiver before he was even a varsity starter, and then really, you know, kicking it out of the park with those visits in the spring and then the summer. Since he's committed, no one has stopped recruiting Cam Coleman, one of the best players in the country, regardless of position. That includes Florida State, where he was just at for one of the biggest games of the season. And, of course, Auburn, which was the favorite on the RPM before he committed to the Aggies. Right now, you have to pay attention to both the Knolls, who are are recruiting Cam Coleman, Jeremiah Smith, that are looking for an alpha five-star wide receiver to complete their 2024 class, as well as Auburn, which, of course, is picking up steam on the recruiting trail uh, as Hugh Freeze gets his, his, his legs warmer and warmer in the Plains. Um, And the in-state team has always had its its heart set on Cam Coleman. They're not going to go anywhere until December and when he signs.
0: Yeah. Now, Cam Coleman, though, was taking visits even before this news hit. You know, he visited Gainesville last weekend. He's in Tallahassee. He's been out to the Plains, as as you've said. He's from Phoenix City, Alabama. So what do you think now with the news that Jimbo Fisher is no longer there? I mean, are you leaning toward him flipping or him sticking?
2: Yeah, I think, of course, you know, we have to see how this dust settles. We need to see who the new head coach is at Texas A&M. We need to see what the future holds for someone like Damian Craig, who is the primary recruiter for Cam Coleman. You know, A&M has, has somehow turned the heads of a lot of recruits with the way that Evan Stewart and Anais Smith have been playing. But when you're an out-of-state commitment like Cam Coleman is, especially a five-star out-of-state commitment, there's too many college football, Blue Bloods, and in-state programs to deny I think it's going to get a little bit murky for for Texas A&M as they try to hold on to their out-of-state blue chippers like Coleman.
0: All right. Well, what about Terry Bussey? He's the number two ranked athlete in America. He's five-star. He's committed to Texas A&M. But like I said, even before this, he was interested in LSU. Today, the news comes out that Jimbo Fisher's gone. He puts up the thinking emoji. Sam, what do you think <laughs> Terry Bussey's thinking about right now?
2: Well, he's doing a lot of thinking. Um, I've exchanged a couple of messages with Terry already after the news. I think... Terry is in the same spot as a lot of these guys that we're going to talk about and guys that we're not going to talk about is they're processing, they're digesting. The thing about Terry Bussey, he was a longtime Texas A&M lean as an underclassman. He was very high on the Aggies. That only continued over the spring and the summer. And we saw him, you know, he set a date and he tried to make as many official visits as possible. He was at Texas and Oklahoma, LSU and Alabama, and always found his way back. The college station the relationship with tj rushing with jimbo fisher so many people on that staff um, led him back to a m over and over again but since he committed to a m he's been back in baton rouge like you said he's continuing to entertain other schools and i think the fact that jimbo fisher is gone tj rushing might have a future elsewhere in the college football ranks i think that leaves the door open if he was already considering his other options he's considering them even stronger now
0: all right, let's move on to five-star defensive lineman Dominic McKinley. Now, he I don't think he put out any emojis, so we're just going <laughs> to speculate here. But uh, he's the number one player in Louisiana. Doesn't seem like LSU's in the mix. If Dominic McKinley is to soften up his commitment, who do you think could be the biggest threat to land him?
2: Yeah, this is interesting because this was Dom McKinley's first visit back to AM since he committed on September 1st. Um, he has had outstanding game day invitations from not only the Aggies where he obviously was just at, but Texas, Florida, Auburn, LSU, Oklahoma, all the schools in the SEC have continued to recruit the number one player from the boot, the six foot five, 280 pound alpha defensive lineman. This is one to watch. Elijah Robinson of, of course is the interim head coach right now and the lead recruiter for Don McKinley who has shown zero signs of wavering from that commitment. We'll see how this impacts him. He has a little brother Darius in the 2026 class who's wanted by all those teams that I just mentioned schools like Texas Oklahoma and LSU Mm -hmm. are probably the teams to watch over the last couple of weeks.
0: All right now we'll wrap it up with two more four star defensive linemen that teams are showing interest in and that's Dalen Evans and Gabriel Relaford now. In the beginning, Evans looked like he was going to flip to Florida in June or July. That has kind of died down now. Relford's been talking a lot with LSU. What's your take on these two, and do you think that either of them could be opening up their recruitment soon?
2: Yeah, I think Dalen Evans has been one of the the building blocks of A and M's top yeah. ten recruiting class from from East Texas and. Like we said, Elijah Robinson's future has a lot to do with the future of Evans. He has not been back to the swamp since his OV. He's talked about it, but he hasn't been there. He's talked about getting to Alabama. He was supposed to be there for the Texas game. He did not make it. SEC schools continue to recruit Evans, but I think if A&M is able to salvage a lot of the the key pieces in this 2024 class, Evans is among the first that they're going to reach out to. He was one of the first to commit, and he's been an anchor for them recruiting other in-state talent. Um, As far as Gabe Relaford, he started to explore his options a little bit even before mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher was was fired. He's been to LSU twice this season since collecting an offer, and he's coming off an OV to USC. And, and USC's confidence has to be escalated now that Jimbo Fisher is out of the picture at AM. He's someone that has options. He's set to be back at LSU later this month. Would not surprise me if he continues to explore his options and possibly is one of those out of state commitments that ends up elsewhere for AM.
0: Okay, well, we'll see how that shapes up with their top recruits. But Sam, you and I, we've been through a coaching change or two. And I always think coaching changes when they come to recruiting, it's kind of like the tide. The tide goes out, which is now with A&M, <laughs> when they don't have a coach. You're, it feels like they're going to lose all their commitments. It feels dark. It feels scary. But eventually the tide comes back in. They hire a coach, there's a lot of hope, there's a lot of excitement, and you just kind of got to weather that storm. And A&M making the change now, you kind of know that in three or four weeks, as soon as the season ends, they're going to have a coaching hire in place. So do you think that there's a path where A&M could maintain this number seven class, some of this top end talent, so that the next head coach has a strong base to start with?
2: a and has a lot of things going for it right now. You look at the roster, the reason that Jimbo Fisher is, is fired is because it's, it's so star-studded up and down. There's so many former five- and four-star recruits that if you're a prospective coach or an offensive-minded coach, a defensive-minded coach, you can go in and compete in the SEC, not in two years, but next year. Um, I think the fact that it's, it's in the middle of Texas, Jimbo Fisher has really laid the groundwork for recruiting in the state of Texas for a and They've been recruiting on the same level as, as Alabama and Texas and L- LSU and Oklahoma. They're getting some of the best guys. I think that there's all the resources in place. Um, will they hold on to a top 10 class? That might be a little bit optimistic considering the guys like you know, Cam Coleman and Gabe Relaford who are blue chippers from out of state. It just seems like the tide might be flowing out there but you definitely see a path where they can hold on to a lot of their blue chip in-state guys like Terry Bussey, like Don McKinley, who's been leaning toward A&M over a lot of other schools, guys like Ty Anthony Smith from Jasper, a lot of these key pieces and have a great nucleus to work with. And then when they hire the coach and all that momentum and positivity and optimism are back, maybe strike while the iron is hot a little bit towards signing day. All
0: right. Well, it's a shaky situation right now with the Texas A&M Aggies, but Sam, thanks for stopping by the inside scoop, breaking it all down.
2: Thanks for having me, Josh.
0: Florida State is running away with it right now. At least in the state of Florida, the Noles are undefeated after beating the Miami Hurricanes on Saturday. And at the same time, the Florida Gators season continues to spiral as they lose to LSU. In bowl eligi- eligibility may be slipping, but then you got FSU. They're ten and zero and looking to add some big pieces. To their 24 class before national signing day in this video we got director of recruiting here at on three chad simmons to dish on jeremiah smith cam coleman lj mccray all the five stars that were on campus and happen to be committed to other programs they were in tallahassee this weekend we're going to talk about it all subscribe to the on three recruits channel though i need you guys to be a part of this thing so smash that subscribe button for me all right Let's bring on the man of the hour, Chad Simmons, director of of recruiting here at ON3. And Chad, you've been working the phones this morning, talking to some of these guys that are leaving Tallahassee. Let's start right here with Jeremiah Smith. Now, he's committed to Ohio State. We know that. But the three teams that are trying to flip him are the in-state Florida teams, Florida, Florida State, and Miami. Do you think right now, coming out of this weekend, FSU, if anybody's going to flip him, has the best shot?
3: Yes, you know, simple answer. Yes, I've said, I think for a couple of months, I think if there is a threat, a real threat to Ohio State, I think it's Florida State. They did nothing to hurt their chances with that uh, this weekend. Obviously, beating, you know, in state rival school Miami uh, 27 20, uh, one of the best atmospheres uh, maybe this season Uh, anywhere in college football. uh, Every recruit I've talked to uh, that was there in Tallahassee raved about the fan base, the crowd. Um, the war chant, uh, everything in between there. So uh, I think Florida State's very much in the mix. They'll get that last official visit in December right before signing day. Uh, That's been planned for some time. Nothing has changed there. And I think uh, FSU did all the right things on and off the field this weekend with Jeremiah Smith.
0: Now, do you think that he needs to come back to campus for FSU really to have a shot to close this one out?
3: You know, I would probably say no. Obviously, he's been there so many times, Josh. Man. I'm not sure what questions maybe are are still there to be answered for sure. him, his family, or his camp, you know. But obviously, it doesn't hurt. If you're Florida State, you know, you want that last official, official visit. You want that last FaceTime with him before he puts the pen to the paper mm-hmm. on December 20th. So it only helps their chances to get him back right before signing day. But is it needed? You know, I wouldn't say so.
0: All right. Some interesting news with Cam Coleman, the team that he's committed to Texas A&M decided to change coaches and fire Jimbo Fisher today. So you spoke to Cam Coleman this morning. What did he sound like when you talked to him?
3: He sounded like Cam Coleman, not a lot of emotion, you know, just a very mellow tone guy. I mean, I think, uh, a little bit surprised when the news first came out this morning that he might be fired talking Jimbo Fisher. Obviously he's been made official now and uh, he's well aware of that, you know, and it's something that he had his eye on pretty much all day. But you know, Cam definitely is not leaving any boxes unchecked. He's taken visits to Florida State this weekend. He's been to Florida, Auburn, Alabama, Colorado. So yeah. you know look, he, he's definitely keeping his options open. Uh, but right now he's still committed to AM but other schools very much are in this mix.
0: Where would you put FSU in that group of teams that you just mentioned?
3: You know, I'd put probably Auburn and Florida State. You know, we talked last week about different tiers for the recruit: tier one tier two with Bryce Underwood. I think tier one would be Florida State and Auburn. I think going back to when he committed back in July, July Mm -hmm. 4th to A&M. Auburn and Florida State were the top two at that time. a uh, and kind of surprised some people. I think it would surprise some people now if they hold on to Cam Coleman. Obviously, we have to wait and see who's hired there as the head coach, if there's relationships there with Cam Coleman or anyone in his camp. But I think right now, Auburn and Florida State are maybe once again set to battle this out for Cam Coleman.
0: Yeah, the next couple weeks and Cam Coleman's recruitment are going to be vitally important to that one. All right, let's talk about another five star flip target on campus. That's defensive lineman LJ McCray. This one was interesting to me because he was in Tallahassee just two weeks after choosing the Gators over the Seminole. So what do you make of LJ McCray showing up in Tallahassee this weekend?
3: Yeah, LJ is a fun one to cover, man. He's like he pushes this visit to go in with his teammate Zay Mincy. Hey, I'm just here with him, you know, and stuff like that. But look, there's been communication between, between McRae and the Florida staff, coach, Florida, Florida State coaching staff, excuse me, uh, since he committed to the University of Florida. You know, look. You know, there was a lot of buzz. You know, four, five, six days out around Florida State before McRae made his announcement. It came down to Florida State and Florida. Auburn was very much in this as well. But I think you know, Florida has to be a little leery of Florida State. Him going back. I'm hearing there's a chance he goes back at least one more time between now and the early signing period. He's been there many times. Uh, He has some connections in that Tallahassee area as well. Uh, and the way they're playing on the field, you can't deny what FSU is doing 10-0 under Mike Norvell in the college football playoff as we stand today. Uh, and he's taking notice of that. You know, FSU is mm-hmm. not giving up. They're not waving the white flag. And Florida State still is very much in this race.
0: Yeah, thought it was interesting just two weeks after that commitment to the Gators, he shows back up at FSU. Think Just put that one to the side, FSU fans. Keep an eye on it before signing day. We, there could be some fireworks there. All right. The last five-star flip I want to talk to you about is Jamie French. He committed to Alabama a couple weeks ago. He's five-star. He's from the 2025 class, but he's just two hours down the road right there in Jacksonville, Florida, and he was in Tallahassee this weekend. Do you think, and and, they're probably going to play the long game on this one, but does FSU have a shot at flipping Jamie French?
3: I think very much. Obviously, 2025, we're still a year plus away Mm -hmm. uh, from when he has to sign those papers, obviously, Josh. So I think Florida State getting him back on campus, on campus for a game of that magnitude uh, in state rival Miami with other elite recruits in that 24 and 25, even 2026 class. I mean, he was around guys that – are going to play their uh, commitments guys that will end up committing there in the 25 or 26 class guys that he knows really well uh, he spoke to a lot of commits some players there at florida state had some time with mike norvell And Ron Dugans as well. And I said in Simmons Scoop just about a week or so ago, if there was a school to watch with Jamie French, I think it is Florida State. And I still feel that way. Even he confirmed that uh, on Sunday morning, speaking with him that FSU is that team right behind Alabama. Now Alabama, we know is very tough to beat. They're one of the best programs in the country. Uh, He's very aware of what they've done with wide receivers, but seeing what they do at Florida state now with Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, how they throw the ball and how they're winning, you know, I think says a lot about where they're at in this race with Jamie French.
0: Yeah. Winning is generally the best tool to use on the recruiting trail. Speaking of the recruiting trail, you've been on the phone with these guys all morning, talking to a lot of players that were in Tallahassee. What's the buzz on 10 and 0 FSU right now?
3: You know, I think the majority are just saying that Mike Norvell, you know, is doing what he said he was going to do. I heard that last week. I've heard that today. I heard that Saturday night after the win from recruits is that Norvell was very upfront with these guys in that 24, 25 class about, hey, give me some time. Give me time to build this class, build this roster, recruit the right players, the high school kids, the portal kids. And let me put my plan and show you how it's going to come together. And it's doing that. I think the biggest thing about this season josh we've seen florida state maybe not play the best they could play but find a way to win football games in the past they would lose those games the teams they shouldn't lose to now they can play average or just solid and beat teams and then play great and dominate teams and still be now 10 and 0 instead of something like you know six and four seven and three and losing to teams they shouldn't lose to norvell has the roster in good shape he's recruiting great players from high school and the portal And he's winning big football games, putting them in position now to to challenge for ACC championship and a national championship.
0: Yeah, I agree. Florida State found ways to lose games early in Mike Norvell's tenure. Now they're finding ways to win games, and it's showing on the recruiting trail. FSU sitting with a top five class in 2024 and looking for more. A couple five-star flips could be on the way. Chad Simmons, thanks for dropping by today on the Inside Scoop. Appreciate you. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for watching if you enjoyed that content be sure to subscribe to the on three recruits channel we have a new page dedicated only to recruiting go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.